On today's show, will Michael Malone be the downfall of these Denver Nuggets? And Dylan Brooks gave us the greatest irrational confidence quote of all time. We'll tell you why in today's Locked on NBA. Let's go. You are Locked on NBA, your daily NBA podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome. You are locked on to the NBA. My name is Nick Engstead, host of the Locked On Mavericks podcast. Thanks for being part of the show and making Locked On NBA your first listen every day. We appreciate all the everydayers. Remember, Locked On NBA is free and available on all podcast platforms, including YouTube. But the best way you can help us grow the show is to listen every day, be an everydayer, and to comment anything below. Let us know in the comment section who's winning the title. Let us know what you thought about Dylan Brooks. All kinds of stuff. Good Lord. Joining me, as always, on a Thursday, host of Lockdown Bulls. What you got for me, Pat, the designer? I will only admit that somebody's a better podcaster than me when they put up 40 episodes on me. <laughs> <laughs> got to put up numbers on me. Gotta I don't care how many you've done. Me, man. me. Okay. Hey, listen, I don't care. Joe Rogan, I got to see it. <laughs> until you're in a booth Until you're in a booth with me, get in the stream yard room with me. We'll talk about we'll talk about uh, Dylan Brooks' incredible quote: "Lakers versus Grizzlies. Grizzlies get the win." We'll talk about that. We'll talk about Bucks Heat. Well, the Bucks without Giannis just went in and demolished the Heat. Are the Heat an unserious franchise now? We have to talk about it. Mike Brown, unanimous Coach of the Year. We'll talk about that too. All kinds of stuff, but we got to start here with the only good game of the night. I think, right? Yeah, the yes. only good game of the night. The uh, Denver and Nuggets it didn't look like it was going to be. It did not. The Denver Nuggets beat the Minnesota Timberwolves 122 to 113. The Timberwolves were down at times in this game by 21 in the first half. End up going on a 40 to 23 third quarter. They just came out swinging in that third quarter and then the Nuggets took control in the fourth quarter, ended up taking the lead back and ended up like just Cruising to a victory at the end there. But in the third quarter, the Timberwolves gave them everything they got. I think that's the big thing from this game. Uh, how did the Timberwolves fight back? I I mean, listen, the, the Nuggets aren't exactly uh, this defensive juggernaut that we know. And it, it just, it, honestly, when you look at the Timberwolves, right, it, it just seemed like they started to utilize uh, uh, a much better system for ball movement. Like all of a sudden they could pass the ball. It wasn't very one-on-one. They found Ant-Man wide open in the corner a couple of times, right? Rudy Gobert on the pick and roll actually looked really good. And he was able to find guys on the pass or just be able to finish at the bucket. Um, I, I thought that the Timberwolves, I thought Mike Conley did a really good job orchestrating that offense and getting guys in position where they needed to go. I thought that this was the effect we thought that Mike Conley was really going to have on this team. And mm. I mean, listen, the, the, this team ran with, with, uh, uh, and the Nuggets just offensively seemed like they didn't have uh, <laughs> anything to throw at it in that third quarter in the slightest. I think that was the wild part with the pieces that are on this team. It just felt like coming out of that third quarter was a classic regular season game where the Nuggets like sat back in their chair. And the, the Timberwolves sat forward in their chair. And in the playoffs, that turns into a 40 to 23 quarter because yeah. if you sit back in the playoffs, you know, the other team's going to be coming at you with everything they got. You, I got to give credit to Anthony Edwards. Anthony Eds, talk to me, Goose. He yes. is was incredible in that quarter. 13 points. He was amazing in this game. And I felt like he, he 
he wanted to to give it to this this Nuggets team, and Jamal Murray like responded. I feel like Jamal Murray yeah. only only has great games in the playoffs when there's another shooting guard on the other side that has to like get it out of him. Like oh, like make make me come after you, right? Like Jamal yeah. Murray takes it personal almost. But Anthony Edwards was great. I think that Anthony Edwards realized, hey, they they don't have a back line defense really. Like I can, yeah. if I just get to a spot, I can pull up and get any jumper that I want or get any shot that I want at a certain point and. He figured that out in this game, and I'm I'm curious to see how that that um how that that helps him going forward. What adjustments the Nuggets have to make, and this is the thing with the Nuggets. We've seen this all year: incredible offense, below average to average defense throughout the year, and and that's what's going to hold them back is that defense. And how can they take a guy like Anthony Edwards, who they're going to see? other better players than Anthony Edwards throughout the playoffs. How are they going to respond to a player like that? They're going to face a Kawhi Leonard, a Kevin Durant, somebody like that. That's going to be able to take advantage of that specific thing. No backline defense drive just wherever I want, get past the initial defender and then take a shot. How are they going to combat that? I'm very curious to see how they do it. They, I think the Timberwolves ran out of gas in this game because they put everything into that third quarter. So they couldn't do it the whole time, but maybe they figure out how to get it, get it done early when it goes back to Minnesota. Well, I think you hit the nail on the head, right? It almost seemed like Ant realized. Uh, I saw a couple of plays literally. It's oh, like, I'm the greatest athlete of all time. <laughs> bro, like, I, I saw a couple of plays legit. It was like he jab step, Murray bit on the step. He goes the other way. Jokic is down there. And he just like stepped around him and made a layup. And he was like, oh, you're not actually going to try to defend this. And from then on, right, like you just saw that run start to go. And once you find a way to break it down, right, then other things start opening up. Then you can kick it out to the corner. That ball movement starts to play a bigger part in your game. All of a sudden, you start finding guys open left and right. Uh, I thought the defensive intensity by the Timberwolves picked up as well. And mm. listen, the 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 Nuggets just started throwing some passes that just left you scratching your head. Like, okay, the cross-court pass through like the seven, three guy may not be the one you want to throw. So Jokic uh, is like, it, bet, bet. I'll do it. Let me show you see me do it again. But, yeah, Anthony, it, it was, it was wild. Anthony Edwards finishes the game with 41 points. Shout out to Dirk. The 21 uh, year old now has a 40 point playoff game. Not many have it. How many 21 year olds do you think have a 40 point playoff game? 21 year olds that have a 40 point playoff game. I would 21. say, can you do something for me? Uh, give me a six. It's LeBron James. Yep. It's Luka Doncic. Yep. John Morant. Tracy McGrady. And Anthony Eds. I was high by one. You were off by one. That's not many. That That's incredible. I thought, I thought D. Rose. Nah, probably not. He probably didn't get 40. Um, I thought D. Rose had one. But he might have been. He was probably over 21. At that on the Nuggets side of it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm fascinated to see how this team goes forward. When when they have Jamal Murray going like he was in this game, he finished with yeah. 40 points himself. It, it's hard to it's impossible to stop this team. Doesn't I don't care who you have because you have Jokic as the fulcrum and the the focal point, like yeah. taking doubles and passing out of doubles. You Jamal Murray that if you're gonna play a drop coverage like Rudy Gobert was playing, he's gonna destroy that because he can step yeah. up. This is a theme we've seen this weekend specifically with the Clippers against the Suns, and then now here against. Uh, the Nuggets is if you're going to play drop against these teams that can just hit these mid-range shots, they're going to take them over and over and over again. And if they hit them at a good clip, you get destroyed. That's basically how it goes. Um, Aaron Gordon struggled with foul trouble, but he was there. Michael Porter Jr. finished with seven shots. And I know you took offense to that personally. 
I I just I I don't get it, bro. Like it like literally it, and it's not even the game as overall, right? Like I love what I saw from Jokic, I love what I saw from Jamal Murray. But that's the reason that you have Michael Porter Jr. on your team. And it's not like he's he's a, a small money role player. Like he's a big money part of your team. And you went through that entire run, he didn't touch the ball. That entire 40 to 23 run, Michael Porter Jr. took one shot in. He went into the fourth quarter, three for four. And then he put up 14 points. <laughs> 14 points. Pat had to look and count them on his fingers. <laughs> in the fourth quarter alone. And all of a sudden, right now, now the lead's not close anymore. Now you're adding that to Jamal Murray, to, to Jokic, to... This is, this is the thing for me with Mike Malone. You got to understand when you got to get your guys involved in the game, man. You have to understand when you need to make guys the focal point. I am all for riding the hot hand. I love that he was riding with Murray heavy in this one. Of course, you know you're going to ride Jokic. But the, the real question mark is, when are you going to get your role players involved on a consistent basis to where they can come in game in and game out? And right now, Michael Porter Jr. is a role player, especially when you got Jamal Murray cooking like this, right? But like... You have to get these guys involved in the moments in the game where you need the most. He's as great as Murray is. Michael Porter Jr. is your best scorer on your team. He's your best offensive player on your team. Skill-wise, talent-wise. And you don't utilize him. You let him sit around. There's so many games that end with him with like 13 points, 14 points. And it's not for lack of ability. Those games usually end just like this where you look at it and you're like, well, he shot five for six and, uh, you know, he made all his free throws. I don't know why we didn't get him the ball more. I don't know. I, 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 that, that part irritates me because you see these runs happen. That 40 to 23 run, I was just sitting there and I was just like, what are we? You're not going to do anything? You're not going to fight back? Fight back a little bit. Like, fight back. Just try. I don't know. That, that stuff. Uh, stuff like that will be the reason why the Denver Nuggets won't win an NBA championship under Mike Malone. Coming up, let's get into Lakers-Grizzlies. What went right for the Grizzlies? What went wrong for the Lakers? And why is Anthony Davis not stepping up? Talk about that. <sighs> That's another one. But before we do, let me tell you about eBay Motors. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors and... For a championship team, it's all about making sure that every player is a perfect fit, just like Michael Porter Jr. fitting into the scheme that Michael Malone has for him that Pat thinks won't ever work. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right, so the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors with the eBay Guaranteed Fit. You can be sure every part you need is right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage. Look for the green check. I know we're losing our blue checks, but the green checks will still be there on eBay Motors. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop at eBay Motors. With over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. All right, Pat, let's get into this next game. Thanks, everybody, for hanging out with us on Locked On NBA. We appreciate you guys. Subscribe if you haven't already. Follow the podcast. Go listen to Locked On Mavs, Locked On Bulls. And tomorrow, Wes Goldberg and Adam Mares, they have the good games. Kings versus Warriors game three. Some some player on the Warriors is suspended, I've heard. So you may want to check out that episode to hear about yeah. that. Game three, Suns and Clippers as well. That'll be tomorrow on Locked On NBA. So stick around for that. 
Let's move on to Grizzlies versus Lakers. The Grizzlies get the win in this one. No John Morant. They get the win. Uh, They figure out how to win without Ja again, 103 to 93. And what went right for the Grizzlies? I'm going to start here. They hit four more threes than, than the Lakers. That was huge for them in the first game. They scored 20 points off turnovers. The Lakers only scored nine. They had the same exact free throws made and free throws attempted. So you can't whine about that with, oh, the Lakers get so many foul calls. And the Lakers have like succeeded throughout the second half of the season because they foul, they don't foul a lot, and then they foul, they get fouled a ton this season. Yeah. The the charts have been everywhere with how many times the Lakers go to the line and all that. Like you can say that it's exaggerated by the league and all that because they want the Lakers in the playoffs, but that's just what the team does. They force a lot of contact. And the Grizzlies leveled the points in the paint 50 to 50. This was a hustle. Everybody works together. Grizzlies game. They played Grizzly ball and came out and did what they needed to do to beat this Lakers team. And I want to give credit to Grizzlies first, but I think it was more the Lakers just gave this one away. I I think it's a twofold thing. One, I think the Lakers came out underestimating a team that didn't have John Morant. I think that they thought, I I heard Charles Barkley say this. It, it, It felt like, they had Lakers across their chest, so they just felt like the other team was going to lie down and die because they had LeBron James and AD, and it was Lakers on their chest. Um, but the problem that the Lakers uh, didn't maybe calculate into this is uh, this Grizzlies team has been here before, often. They've spent time without John ja Morant, and they've won a lot of games without John ja Morant in the lineup. We've talked about this over the last couple of seasons. This team knows how to play without Ja on the floor, and they know how to win games without Ja on the floor. It's not a team that just rolls over and dies. I thought that the Grizzlies did an excellent job defensively against the Lakers. Yeah. I thought Jaron Jackson absolutely lived up to his award name when he was guarding AD tonight. I mean, AD literally had nothing for him, and it didn't seem like AD was look right. Like game one, AD game one, AD is one of the most aggressive ADs I've seen since he was in the. <laughs> New Orleans Pelicans or that two-week stretch this season no even that like New Orleans I I keep telling us like we got to go back and rewatch New Orleans AD like he was the most dominant big man in the NBA we were were talking about him like he could be the best player in the NBA in like two years and yeah just like completely was has not been that and and there's too many of these games right where it's not the to me right like there's games like this where you want to say okay it was a poor shooting night but to me, it's like, nah, you got to be the aggressor. You got to be the guy attacking. You got to be. And now I can tell he's feeling better. He trusts his body more. I saw that in game one. Why am I not seeing that come out in game two? Jaron Jackson came out. He did a heck of a job tonight. And I, I have to compliment the Grizzlies for Listen, if the Lakers are going to lie down, kick them while they're down. And, and that's what they did tonight. And how about the leading scorer, leading rebounder for the Grizzlies, Xavier Tillman? who didn't have a great showing, I thought, in game one. And in game two, you said you're giving credit to Jared Jackson for defending AD. Xavier Tillman was on him a ton in this game. You saw him over and over again. He did a great job just fronting him, being tough, like just staying strong against Anthony Davis, not letting him give an inch. Xavier Tillman is not the biggest guy, but he's got he's he's a huge guy if you just saw him in, in the world. But he's not he's not the biggest center in the NBA. But he's he's strong, and he can just stand there, and he didn't let Anthony Davis push him in any direction. So Anthony Davis had to do all his, like, turn around, yeah. fall away, float stuff, the, you know, the turnaround jumper type stuff, and he wasn't aggressive at all. Anthony Davis was like 14 shots. Xavier Tillman took 13, and this is yeah. why I wanted to give credit to the Grizzlies first. But now this is what, what happened with the Lakers is that 
LeBron and Rui did their jobs, I thought. LeBron missed a bunch of threes, but hey. But he had 28 and 12 boards. He did what he was doing. Yep. Rui got them 20, which uh, playoff Rui, I guess, is a different animal that we've, ne- <laughs> that we've never seen before, apparently. The Lakers lost by 10. They needed one more guy. They needed one more guy to give them any real offense. Anthony Davis, I thought he played a decent defensive game in this one. Thought he was great on defense at times, but he finished yeah. with like five blocks. He was awful on offense. Like awful. He got packed at the rim by Conchar. Like John Con- I bet if we put me and Conchar in a lineup and ask like a hundred people on the street, which of these people is an NBA player? And just like our, our shoulders and face, like I think maybe a bunch of people would be con- confused by which one was which. Not being able to pick out Conchar. <laughs> Good job trying to big up yourself there, Nick. I got to bring you back down. <laughs> no, I was bringing, I was bringing, I'm bringing Conchar down with me is what I'm doing. I'm bringing you down. I'm with bringing me. him down with me. Conchar packed him at the rim twice. You got to go up strong. You got to go up. You got to, you got to be a big man. You got I'm, I'm doing the Shaq Charles Barkley thing too, where you yeah. got to be bigger. D'Angelo Russell, two of 11 from the field. His shots were all just these like passive, just. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll float a little thing here. I'll lean here. And it's good defense by the Grizzlies, but you've got to be strong against this team. Yeah. You cannot be this flailing around, let me, like a piece of paper in the wind offense. Uh, Austin Reeves, what, he wasn't him in, <laughs> in this game. He played 37 minutes, was 5 of 12. If he's going to be calling out, hey, I'm him, 12 points is not, like somebody else had to step up. It wasn't Austin Reeves yeah. in this game. And Schroeder, off the bench, 16 minutes, Zero for three from the field. They brought they bring him in to score. Like go score. Get some buckets. They needed one of those guys I just mentioned to give them like 20, 25. Yeah. And they had 13, 12, and like zero. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, you to me, it all those other guys are great, right? If Austin Reeves gives you something, I love it. If um Rui gives us if, if Rui gives us 20 he perfect did. right if D'Lo gives and, and no Rui did if, if D'Lo but like the thing is this team should be running not off of the back of just the 38 year old yeah Anthony Davis you're here for a reason you're he, here to be the next guy you're he, not here just to be LeBron's number two you should be the number one Bron is 38 yeah. he came here to take a back seat <laughs> He can't take a back seat because every time he wants to go to sleep, you're sliding halfway <laughs> off the road. That sounds like a personal experience. He's old. <laughs> you know what I mean? You ever seen have you ever seen that video where it's like the old guy driving and he like falls asleep, goes off the road, and his son wakes up and he's like, What happened? He's like, Dang guy ran me off the road. He's just making it up. That's AD right now. <laughs> He's, That's AD right now. He's Michael Scott with the, the sunglasses on driving the truck. He's like, oh, yes. fell asleep. Yes. Fell asleep. Like, oh my like God. It's, it's, just, it's just one of those things where it's like, at a certain point, we, we have these conversations too often. Yeah. Right? Like, it's how, it's how I feel about Zach Levine. You're 215. I shouldn't be talking about 15-point games. Like, at a minimum, you should, like, LeBron, like, legit, when LeBron has games where, like, he scores, like, 15 points, there's usually a stat after it that's just, like, this is the first time LeBron James has done this since he was 19 years old. <laughs> well, what about his double-digit scoring? That was, like, the biggest thing ever. And and that's, but that's what I mean. Like, like then all of a sudden, we're, we're having these kind of 13, 9, and 3 in a playoff game that they didn't have their best player. 
The Lakers lost this one for sure. I, I, I want to give credit to the Grizzlies. I, but I, I'll say that. I, I, I'll agree with that. I think I think the Grizzlies took advantage of a lackluster Lakers team. True. I'm not just yeah, going to say right, that this right. was their game. They took to it. They took it. Yeah. They, the Lakers yeah. gave it to them, but they took it. You, you still yeah. have to take it, right? Like, you still had to take this game. But we did get the greatest irrational confidence quote oh of all God. time from Dylan Brooks after the game. He was asked about his confrontation with LeBron James where, you know, he does his Dylan Brooks stuff where, he, you know, he's coming at it, blah, blah, blah. And he said <laughs> this quote, I don't care. He's old. I poke bears. I don't respect somebody until he gives me 40. Let's do a, a mini. <laughs> Count it up. What level of irrational confidence is this? Because I'm giving it like a 40. <laughs> it's, it's an insane quote because on so many levels, one, imagine imagine just saying this in, in general. Like, hey, like, like Pat said at the top of the show, you're a great podcaster. Mark Marin, you're a great podcaster. You got nothing on me until you're in my arena, until you're here with me, until you do an interview with me. You're nothing. Like, David Letterman, you're not a great interviewer until you interview with me, until you interview oh me. And he's and he's not only just saying that in general. He's talking about the man that has scored the most points in NBA history, that has scored the most NBA points, regular season and playoffs of all time. This is an amazing quote by Dylan Brooks. And you get why he is the way that he is, because – He's a rational confidence. He's going out there. Nobody's better than me. The Grizzlies sometimes take cues from him as to like, hey, this team isn't going to beat us without Ja. It doesn't matter. We're going to go out there. We're going to take care of the ball. We're going to do Grizzlies things. We're going to score in the paint again. We're going to be tough at the rim and all that. Like they take cues from him, and I love it. I think it's great for them. It's ridiculous. It makes no sense, but it's great. I think here's the problem, though, right? Like you, I, I would no love problem. this. No problem. I, 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 I would love this if like Brian had like 28 on like, you know, 10 of 30 shooting tonight. Uh, Desmond Bain. Hey, you held LeBron tw- James. Hey, Pat, to- Pat is 28 40 is 28 40. It is not 40. I, I will say it is not 40. <laughs> Didn't but, drop 40 on I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Not Desmond Bain. I don't want to throw a straight at the wrong person okay, here. Dylan, Dylan Brooks. Brooks. Uh, you, you, you held LeBron to 28, 12, and 3 <laughs> on 12 of 23 shooting. <laughs> he did go 1 for 8 from the three-point line. Maybe you can hang your hat on that. Only took but 4 he free throws. He, he had a steal, a block, and only took 4 free throws. On the flip side, Dylan Brooks with 12, 1, and 3 on 5 of 14. If we're going to talk trash, at least get above 50% shooting. Like, I love it. Like, I love the smoke. I love the animosity. You know why I love it? Because I can almost guarantee that in, when's their next game? Three days from now? Two days from now? Something like, <laughs> like that? eight games. And, they have so many and, days and, off. And, and, and there's a lot of days in the middle. LeBron James <laughs> is about to do nothing but prep his body. And he's going to he's going literally to put up. 55 points just to give you the extra 15 just to make sure that you shut up the next time so there's some left over like I really think Brian is about to because remember the last time Dylan Brooks talked trash to Brian Jaron Jackson was on a poster <laughs> remember this I'm ready y'all. for it that's why I love you know it I mean? I'm, I'm ready <laughs> for it and, and here's the thing. If you're Jaron Jackson at this point or anybody else who has to be under the rim when LeBron's coming, <laughs> are you just like, would you shut up? <laughs> <laughs> He's not dunking on you. <laughs> coming up, 
Let's get into Bucks versus Heat. How did the Bucks without Giannis destroy the Heat? Are the Heat an unserious franchise? And was Mike Brown the unanimous coach of the year? Should he have been? Talk about that. All right, Pat. Let's talk about Bucks Heat. Yes, we are going to talk about it. It's a playoff game. We got to talk about the playoff games, right? Was it? <laughs> it was a playoff game for one of the teams. <laughs> this is one of those classic games. The Bucks win 138 to 122. This is a classic game wherein the final score tells you nothing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> tells you Not nothing about this game. It looks like a good game, don't it? It's like, oh man, 16 <laughs> they, like 16 points that, you know, the Heat made it close. This was a ridiculous game wherein the Bucks had a 36 point lead at some point with 33 seconds left in the first quarter. The Bucks were up by three. It was 31 to 28 reasonable game at that point with three minutes left in the second quarter. It was 75 to 43. The Bucks were up by 32 just in that run of time. That is, that is a nine minute run of time in a game. And they went up, they went up, they took a 29 point like advantage at that point, And we're up by 32 An incredible showing from Milwaukee without Giannis. How did they get it done without Giannis? Um, again, a very similar situation, right? Where there there's experience here playing without Giannis on the floor. Uh, it's not a team that, that goes out and, and dies down and nothing changes. Their philosophy doesn't change. They just work through some of their other guys. Je- uh, uh, Drew Holiday is a dog voted by the players in the Athletics article as the best defender in the NBA. You saw it tonight playing well yeah. on both sides of the floor. 24, 5, and 11. I mean, like, he, he is... If you're not talking about him as one of the best point guards in the NBA, I'm really not having basketball conversations with you. Like at this point, like he is such a phenomenal facilitator, uh, uh, um, def- defender, gets the team involved, runs the system, and just and, and can get you a bucket at any point. And then listen, the old man is the unsung hero as always. Shout out to anytime Jingles. Giannis is out, Brooke Lopez. Oh. <laughs> is the man <laughs> like what what is it we does anybody else remember like the first half of brooks career or like you <laughs> we're brooklyn that at worried about him you know what i mean like where you weren't that worried about brooke lopez like you would be like ah brooke lopez all right that's done <laughs> you mean brooke lopez the all-time leading scorer in nets history hey you still were just like ah okay it was just Brooke. You just, ah, okay. Yeah, I mean, like, no, were we really checking for Brooke the first half of his career? No, I mean, we, we were like, he, to, he was, he was like, I don't know, like a really good Christian Wood. <laughs> Oof. Who's like, the who's, sad part is he fit the NBA that he was in, Christian Wood doesn't. doesn't. But that's, that's not a terrible take. That's tough. But like, yeah, he, he fit in the NBA. He was a really good offensive player. Yeah. And not a great defensive player. Wasn't a good rebounder. Yeah. We, we, we talk about that forever. Like, can you win if, you're, if your center is just this offensive guy that, you know, doesn't defend that well, doesn't defend the rim, doesn't get rebounds, blah, blah. Then he goes to the Bucks. All of a sudden, he's defensive player of the year candidate every year. <laughs> and now he's added a three-point shot. He only took... Leads the, leads the NBA in blocks, added a three-point shot, finishing 70% from the field. Yeah, and, and it's, it's incredible. It's, the the Bucks twelve for seventeen. The Bucks did great in this game. Twenty five threes they hit in this one. Uh, they took forty nines. So that means they hit fifty one percent of their threes. And I went back and watched every single one of those threes because I just wanted to see how did they get all like how did they get all those up, especially with Giannis out. They touched the paint on like 
I don't know, 50, 60% of them, their attempts, yeah. where they just, they got in the lane, they kicked out, and Miami was just scrambling. They started Duncan Robinson in this game. They wanted to just get some kind of offense. So they started Duncan Robinson, and their defense just, I'm not saying causality. I'm not saying that because they started Duncan Robinson, their defense also went to uh, poop. <laughs> but, it, but it did do that. Uh, they were all, they're running around all over the place. And this Miami team, we've seen them all year. I, I was, I was ready to come into the playoffs saying, okay, Miami, they're like this sleeper team because Jimmy Butler turns into a different kind of player in the playoffs. We've seen him over and over again, just like couch the regular season and then come into the playoffs and be like, oh dang, he's a next level. He could be a top five player. Who is this guy? Yeah. We've seen Jimmy Butler do that. And I did my play, the playoff preview that I did with Wes Goldberg about the heat. I immediately changed my opinion on the heat after that. Just hearing him talk about this team and how they'll, they'll show you what they are one game. And then the very next game, they'll be completely different. And this is exact. That's exactly what we saw in this game is that they are a serious franchise one game and an unserious franchise. The next game. I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. Right. And, and maybe you should. The, the, well, you know, hey, listen, Nick, great looking guy. Uh, no, I kid, I kid, you're beautiful. Uh, the, when are we going to start having just a little bit of smoke for Spo? I'm not, Spo is what he is. He's, he's a great coach. He's a Hall of Fame head coach. I'm talking about this season in general. Because I see a team that comes into game two of course, no hero, but with almost a seemingly completely different rotation than what we saw in game one. We didn't see a ton of a lot of these guys. Like, Tyler Hero makes up for all of a sudden, I'm seeing 18 out of Lowry, which we did see 26 from Ole, 28 from Caleb, 25 for Duncan. Now Kevin Love's getting no run. Cody Zeller's getting 12 minutes. Like, this is a different, like, you're running different rotations yeah, than you ran in the first game. And they, now, they scored. They just couldn't now, defend Now, it. granted, like, granted, right? Like, when you're down 30, by the end of the game, somebody's got to play. You're not going to throw Jimmy out there the entire time. Let, no. Let's not thibs this up. Right, like we saw, hey, with hey, the Knicks again, hey. with the Knicks again. I'm just saying, Thibodeau it, reference. I'm just saying, Julius Randle's back. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, what, what's he doing in this game? <laughs> but uh, I just, I, I just, I feel like, and I've said this since leading up to the Bulls in the Heat game and stuff like that. Even how they lost that first playing game. I feel like Spo's rotations now it could be that because you have seven undrafted players on that team and, and there's a lot of struggles, right? Like there's there's some struggles with the hey Pat, maybe throw him a team a little bit. But I feel like the rotations have not been as strong this season. I feel like he hasn't consistently stuck with what's work worked. And um I feel like th that's kind of why we've seen these up and down season or this up and down season from the Miami Heat this year. Uh, even though I, like I said, seven undrafted players, Jimmy Butler said it best. He said, they don't fall in love with doing the right thing all the time. Yeah. And the, the heat culture maybe is wearing on them at the, at this point where it just doesn't work to keep them up, like sitting forward in their seat every game where that yeah. we'd see that before. We're like, Oh, Miami heat number one in the, in the East at, you know, last season, right. Then <laughs> they finished yeah, number one in did, the East yeah. where they just overperformed in the regular season because they were the team that, that sat up while everybody else was like, licking their wounds and trying to figure out what was happening with their teams and all that. Yeah. Uh, last thing I want to get to here, 
Mike Brown, coach of the Sacramento Kings, named coach of the year unanimous. A unanimous coach of the year. Rarely ever see that. He was almost unanimous first place for our locked on vote. We had all of the locked on hosts vote on the awards ballot. He got 36 out of the 39 voters. One for uh, Degnolt from the Thunder. Two voted for Joe Missoula of uh, of the Celtics. Um, but he, he had one second place vote and zero. Mike Brown had one second place and zero third place. So that means two people did not vote for Mike Brown. I might, yeah. I might need to go find those people and fire them yeah. at this point. But <laughs> Dang. <yeah. laughs> hey, we know that this was uh, this is a, a fun thing, but y- you got to go. You don't know basketball. <laughs> this was a test. You have failed it. Uh, was Mike Brown a deserving unanimous coach of the year? Yes, but I can see a strong argument for Joe Missoula probably from everybody in there. Um, but I do think that... It, because we saw this team last season. I know second half of the season didn't get the best opportunity or post trade deadline. Didn't get the best opportunity to gel. There's a couple of pieces added in there that do make a big difference, but we saw this team. I mean, look completely different, like just lost on the court. And now this team looks like if they can play rightly, if you look at game two in that fourth quarter, they played that much defense. If they can play that much defense, it feels like an inch apart. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. I, I I forget sometimes we're doing a podcast here. Yeah, they played they played a, a smidgen of defense, <laughs> and it was enough, literally, to just like stifle what Golden State could do, and they can put up 150 whenever they want to. So yeah, I I I think that I have to give Mike Brown credit where credit is due for getting this team back to the playoffs getting this team to a point where I'm still seeing development happening, even though we're currently in the playoffs and things are slight changes that are starting to work based on the fact that you're seeing an opponent over and over. Um, But strong case for Joe Missoula the entire way. Cause I think we're so far removed from the beginning of the season. We forget what he started with. A team that that went to the finals. well, I'm I'm just saying, not 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 so much that, right? But like, we forget that like <laughs> everything that was happening around, and it was just like he's kind of going to be the coach, but is he going to be the coach? Yeah, well, you, you, you be had the coach, the, but it's your team. You had the Ime Odoka inappropriate relationship with somebody yeah. with a you know another employee for the Celtics. You had Jalen Brown coming out against that. You had the you know like responding to the finals loss. Like you had all yeah. kinds of different things with this team. There's probably like eight more things. John Krause could remind me of all these things, but those are the ones I remember you had all yeah. this and he navigated all that. Did a, did a great job at that. Mike Brown coach though. You're, if you're talking about coach of basketball. I thought Mike yeah. Brown did the best job to take that Kings team. We saw last year, make them into a playoff team, like a solid playoff team, home a top playoff, team. home court playoff team. Like, yeah, that, that and you see it in the playoffs. You see it right yeah. now against this Warriors team. Is that they just looked, they look better coached. They they have a, I I love more well coached Mike better. Coached. I, I I I I love coach Mike Brown's staff that he has with him as well because you can see right in a seven game. I, I can see in two games the slight changes that they've made to the Warriors. And I'll tell you what, I can't wait to see game three now that, unfortunately, Draymond's suspended, but it is what it is. <laughs> Maybe stop stomping on people. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, it's funny because we we had that conversation in, in the water stomping. cooler this morning, and literally I was like, I don't have an argument for what John said. John basically was like, it's the same as a punch. 
I don't have an argument yeah. for that. Yeah. Like I, I didn't. As soon as he put it like that, we were all like, yeah, that's it. I was like, oh, okay, this guy's got it. All right, you know. Um, so yeah, maybe maybe don't you know get suspended once a playoff, and your team might not be in a position to go down 3-0. There it is, guys. Thanks so much for hanging out with us on Locked in NBA. Go listen to Locked in NBA tomorrow with Wes and Adam. They got great games to cover, so you can check out that episode. We have Game to Game coming all the time, and I host it with Howard Beck on Monday. If you want to hear that episode, I'll be back with him on Monday as well. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Locked in NBA. Bye-bye. Boom!